everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters i'm christy brower here with my sister co-host and partner in crime katie weaver hey katie hello how's it going well it's going good we were actually able to sneak out this afternoon and go have a little shopping and coffee afternoon and yes we I, were. it was oh. great it really was because i've been sick and i'm so tired of staying home Right? And since you didn't have the vid, we could go right. shopping for a little bit. We just never yes. get to do stuff like that. So it was yeah. great. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. And we're excited oh. to be here with you all. It is, of course, the yeah. Wednesday night case update. Oh, my gosh. Our list is huge tonight. Hey, Caramba, so much man. stuff. Yeah. But I want to say hey to everybody in the chat. Welcome, GB, Jennifer, Cranky. Uh, Paula, Renee, Alexis, Christy, Barbara, Lynn, and Lauren. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is so nice to have you all here on our, yes, it is. you know, our only second week of season three. I know. Season three. Which is crazy because it feels like forever with all of our new little segments and we're putting those segments out on TikTok and like just doing some different things. Yeah. It feels like we've been in season three for a while, but we haven't. But it's no. okay. I love it. I love what we're doing. It's awesome. It is awesome. Welcome, Jacqueline, Tracy, Elizabeth. So nice to have you here with us. Fran, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Well, we better jump right into this because oh, I'm glad Man. you heard the music. But because we have so much. So I'm going to start with, I think, some pretty big news. And this is sentencing in the trial in the uh murder of Ahmad Arbery. So this is the McMichaels McMichael and uh William Roddy Bryan yeah trial. They were convicted um of all kinds of heinous stuff mm -hmm. and have now been sentenced. Yes. So um Travis McMichael, who is actually the person who shot and killed Ahmad Arbery, is sentenced to uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yeah. Um, I think he got life plus like 30 years or something like that. But yep. no, no possibility of parole. Uh, his father, Gregory McMichael, also got life without the possibility of parole. Mm -hmm. And then William Roddy Bryan, who was the neighbor who just ran down the road and joined in, you know, yeah. being white guys chasing a black guy. And he obviously chose what side of this coin he was on. He yeah. was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole. Yeah. He will be eligible for parole only after he served 30 years in prison. And he's 52. So... Not a lot of likelihood that he's going to get out, and the yeah. other two will never get out. So it is definitely, um, this, it's big. This is big because this was a hate crime mm -hmm. in which the white guys finally got their comeuppance. Yeah. Now, there still is um, federal hate hate crime charges pending against these men. Yeah. So there will be more mm -hmm. for them. But, you know, I mean, life without the possibility of parole is pretty much all you got, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. And but it's making a statement, you know? Right. Just, we are not going to tolerate this stuff on any level, the state level, the federal level. It's not going to happen. We're not going to put up with it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the message that the court really sent here. And that makes mm -hmm. me really happy, honestly. And you're right. It doesn't bring Ahmaud Arbery back, GB. No. True. doesn't bring him back. But there's some justice here and just some also awareness to yeah, people who precedent. might 
do something like this, hey, guess yeah. what? You're not going to just get away with it like you have in the past. Yeah. Yep. So pretty happy about that, frankly. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm feeling like there was some justice served there. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed, Cranky. She said it's about time. It is. It's about time that we start sending a really strong and clear message that we're not going to put up with this, regardless yeah. of who you think you are in this country or who you think you support, will, who will support this or whatever this shit is. We're not putting up with it. Right. We're not. Yeah, this is this is good. The the this outcome and the Derek Chauvin outcome in the George Floyd murder mm -hmm. uh, both. We're seeing things start to shift, but we got to keep, mm -hmm. we got to keep the pressure on well, both of those. And then shifting gears a little bit, the Maxwell conviction, the Maxwell conviction, although, and, you know, it'd be sure nice to know, you know, she was convicted of sex trafficking, but trafficking mm -hmm. to who wouldn't we like to know? Yeah. Yeah. That was a lukewarm conviction, but it was at least a start. But then mm -hmm. also, of course, uh, the Crumbly's. The charges yes. against the Crumbly's. It's like four big precedents being set right now in court. Yes, about really what big. we're going to tolerate moving forward. Right, and if you haven't seen our new episode that came out this morning, it is an update on the Ethan Crumbly uh, case. He he was the young man who um, is accused of a school shooting in um, Michigan. Michigan, yeah, I think yeah Monroe High School, and his parents who have Oxford been charged. High yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, after, uh, especially after the case we covered this morning. Yeah, GB, and you're talking about Jason Walker, the shooting of Jason Walker over the weekend. If you guys aren't familiar with that, go watch the episode that dropped this morning, the Wednesday case, uh, and prepared, prepared to be horrified. But yeah, there's. Yeah, we're going to be following that one very closely. And uh, Lauren says, I saw something about Maxwell charges being dropped. Well, charges can't be dropped because she's been convicted, but they might force a retrial. There's there's a lot of things going on uh, with that case because of a juror who has publicly said that they have experienced sexual abuse. And apparently there was in the questionnaire for the jurors um, a question about that. And there's a question about how he answered that question versus what mm -hmm. he's saying now. And did that have an impact on the jury? Now, I think it's gross as hell to yeah. think that that jury had to be people who've never experienced any kind of abuse. Like, mm -hmm. that's how is that a jury of anyone's peers? Well, and how it do we not. quantify that? Yeah. What kind of abuse? How much abuse? How old were they? Yeah. You know, I mean, how do you really quantify? Well, and let's abuse? look at the stats. I mean, you how are you going to get that yeah. jury? How are you going to get women on your jury? How? how? And this was a man. This is a yeah. man. So well, we don't know what the... He also said in one of the interviews that he did, he's gross, by the way. He is way gross right now about the attention-seeking stuff. Yes, very much. Awful. But... He also said that when they were deliberating, that one of the other jurors also said that she had been sexually abused. Yeah. And so that's also now calling another juror into question. It's not good. Not good. It, it's not, except that why is that a qualifier? That's bullshit. Yeah. That or is a, a disqualifier. Right. Yeah. Right. So we'll see what the judge decides to do with it. You know, there are also um, the alternates. And, and how they could use the alternates in that situation. There, there's a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, right, right, Lauren. Then they must not allow any women on a jury, depending on how they classify sexual abuse. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's a bullshit qualifier. Totally. So, anyway. So, we're going to keep, yeah. we're keeping a close eye on that, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and in that same vein... The Prince Andrew trial. So yes. this is Virginia Gaffray, who is one of the victims of uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine uh, Maxwell. Mm -hmm. She has filed a civil case against Prince Andrew for sexually assaulting her. And there have been legal questions about whether or not that civil trial could go forward depending because of some of the things that happened with the original um, 
Jeffrey Epstein trial, man, the way that they've had the way that the courts handled Jeffrey Epstein is such bullshit. And it's, you know, repercussing for, you know, 10 years now. Um, the judge has ruled that, yes, that trial can go forward. Yeah. So it is now going forward. So that's big news yeah. because they were news. waiting to see what happened with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial first. And then to determine if some of the agreements made around the original conviction of Jeffrey Epstein actually precluded Prince Andrew from being sued. Uh -huh. Give me a friggin' break. Um, but in fact, he can be. So the uh -huh. that trial is going forward. So we will be reporting on it. Remember, this is a civil trial. It is not a criminal trial. He can't be charged criminally here unless he was here. And he's not coming here. Come on. He's uh -huh. British royalty. So this is about money. She's suing mm -hmm. him for money. And uh, so we're going to keep an eye on that because some of the testimony in the uh, Maxwell trial actually confirmed what she is alleging, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. So that, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a few things happening in the Harmony Montgomery case. Katie, do you want to yeah. talk about that? Yeah, now Harmony, we talked about her last week. This is Harmony Montgomery from um, from New Hampshire. This is the little girl who has been missing for two years. And the police have just barely been notified that she's missing. And when we went to uh, press with that story last week, the police were looking, but they had at that point said they had received 25 leads. And that's about where it was at. So since then... The, uh, sorry, sidetracked. Joni, I want to say hi. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just say hi to Joni and you'll be good to go. There we go. That's what I needed. Okay. Uh, hugs to you too. Uh, since then, uh, dad has been arrested and stepmom have both been, have been arrested. Stepmom has been arrested. Now, she and Adam are no longer together, but... They were when Harmony went missing. Right. And she initially had said that, uh, you know, she went to work one day. Adam said he was taking or yeah, that he was taking Harmony and dropping her off with her uh, bio mom, Crystal, and that she never saw her again. Well, there's a bit of a problem with that because uh, she also was drawing food stamps on Harmony for the last two years. These people. Mm -hmm. I gotta so tell you, arrested her for Medicaid fraud, and then they've added a few more charges to that now. So she's got some, uh, you know, but she's got some facing up to do. But the thing about it is that, per normal, just kind of like we saw with the uh, Valo case, they have arrested both of them on whatever they could to try right. and get to the bottom of everything, right? And Adam, of course, was arrested and charged. With some child abuse from some things that family members uh, and neighbors had reported that they had seen. So that's all happened. Uh, the police and the FBI moved back in on that house. So the house is really the big focus right now. And this is the house where this is Adam's last known address. This is the house where Harmony was supposed to be. The house that was being foreclosed on. And apparently, Adam and his wife and children were squatting there. They did not have permission to be there. The house belonged to grandma, and grandma had bailed and moved to Florida, and the house was being foreclosed on. So there's some really interesting things that happened there. So for one thing, one thing that we've uh, seen now is a whole bunch of police reports that have come out. Unfortunately, some... Uh, domestic violence uh, reports from that house over the summer that Harmony right. lived there. Uh, concerned neighbors calling because they are concerned about the welfare of the children. Uh, neighbors calling because of animal abuse. Neighbors calling because of, you know, all kinds of worries uh, and, of course, child abuse. One of the things that's a real frustration is that... Uh, the police were called for a welfare check because the neighbors said that there was trash everywhere. They didn't think the kids were being taken care of. And 
that there's no power to the home. So the police showed up and Adam had a generator running to run the fridge. And there was food in the fridge. That was pretty much it for him. He said the kids were fine. Everybody seems healthy. There's no problem here. Well, so A, you know, they were squatting illegally in the home. B, they didn't have any power. They were just running the fridge only with the generator. And C, no, the kids weren't okay. It's yeah. just disgusting. It, it is disgusting. But you have to understand also the way that the laws are written, and they're different in every state, but they mm -hmm. did have food, they had a roof over their head, and you're mm -hmm. not required to have electricity. Yeah. Most states not. do not require that because if you're living homeless, for example, and you're living in a tent, mm -hmm. um, you're not going to have power. They don't yeah. require power. They do yeah. require um, a safe um, sewer situation, a safe place to go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. and and food, and, and a safe place to be in clothing. But... Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the reality is, is that the laws have limited this case a lot because mm -hmm. of, you know, I mean, we, we have to be really careful because mm -hmm. then you end up with, you know, kids in care and parents in jail for things like not having power. And mm -hmm. that isn't enough. It, it just isn't um, as far as child protection is concerned in the child protection laws. Mm -hmm. But it is super frustrating, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very frustrating, for sure. Well, the police were at the house uh, on the 12th of September. And because Uncle Kevin was trying to get he and Grandma's belongings out of the house. Okay. And Adam wouldn't let them in. He wouldn't let them in because he was mad at Kevin because Kevin had called the police earlier that summer because of the abuse that he had seen on Harmony. Right. Remember, this is when he had been uh, punching, had, had punched Harmony in the face and she had a black eye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they had to call the police to get into the house and allow them to uh, get their stuff out. And... You know, it, it's basically the same thing. They're saying there there is no power. There hasn't been power in five months, but there is running water and there is a generator that's running a refrigerator. So, or a refrigerator. So that's uh, you know, whatever. But the police stayed there so that Grandma and uh, Kevin could get their property out of the house. And Adam told the police that he had been paying rent to Grandma for months. Uh, the house at that point was foreclosed on. And I don't know mm -hmm. if he actually was paying rent to grandma or not. I don't know. But this one is very interesting. A neighbor called the police on the 12th of January, 2020. So this is after they have moved out of the house. Adam mm -hmm. and his family have already moved out. The police officer did say when he was at the house that it was trashed, that there was garbage everywhere. And like empty food containers and stuff like that all over the place. So at any rate, that's, uh, he did see that. So anyway, fast forward to January. Uh, it appears that they have now left the house, but the police shows up and because a neighbor calls and says that the front door is wide open. So they don't know if, you know, somebody has, they don't know what's happened, right? They don't know if somebody mm. has uh, broken into that house. They don't know what's going on. They call the police. Anyway, so the police show up and they make contact with Adam, who isn't living there anymore. Uh, the door wasn't kicked in. The, the neighborhood reported the door was kicked in. It wasn't kicked in. What it was is that it was left open. And Adam told the police that they left the door open when they moved out to air the house out because there was a really bad smell. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And some poor soul has now bought this house, right? Red and all this crap anybody? is coming down yeah. on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a yeah. There's people living in this house. A single mother has purchased this house. Is trying to live there with her kids. All of this is happening. Not only have they been back, so. With all of that being said, we know all of these things now. We also know that on Monday, 
the FBI was at the house with the police with pipes full of hot water unthawing the backyard so they could dig. And they had, again, tents set up and they did a bunch of digging and it really looked like maybe they, you know, were going to come up with something. Uh, according to Harmony's mother, as of last night, they have found nothing. Mm. Um, also, Harmony's mother doesn't think Harmony's dead. She thinks she was sold. That's right. She thinks she was sold. Yep. She thinks that she was sold for drugs and that, uh, that that's really what happened, you know, and I agree with that. I really, I've been saying that from the beginning. I think that, that's uh, very uh, possible. Her. Yeah. Also, did you know that Montgomery is one of the highest per capita, uh, communities for opioid addiction in the whole country? No, I didn't. They have oh, a wow. horrible opioid crisis in Montgomery. Wow. Yeah. Not Montgomery. I know. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. Because you mean where they are? Yeah. <laughs> down where they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes Manchester. Sense. Sorry. Manchester. Yeah. Manchester. Yeah. They have a horrible, horrible opioid crisis, which is what it sounds like the, you know, addiction of choice for this family likely was as well. But Anyway, so that's what we know. So they have done a bunch more digging, looking, um, upheaving these poor people's lives who live there now, who are, you know, just want harmony to be found like everyone else. Unfortunately, some members of the community who don't know what the hell they're talking about have harassed the hell out of them. They have nothing to do with this whatsoever. They just happened to right, buy they that just house. Happened to buy the house. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on. I mean, yeah. Did the police drop the ball? Yes. Did DC uh, the what do they call it there? It's not DCYS. Anyway, they're uh, child DCS, protection. DCS, oh, yeah. FS. Drop the ball. Whatever. It's terrible. Terrible. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm still seeing lots and lots of people attacking mom, and I just don't get it. She had no rights. And she's absolutely begged the system to look into where Harmony is. For a long time, she thought Harmony was fine, that Adam was just hiding her from her in, out of right. spite because he's an ass. But she finally discovered that, no, he doesn't have her. And, you know, for, through the grapevine of people that she knows that he really doesn't have her. And that's when she uh, went to the police and to child protection, started making a lot of noise. We now know also that it was emails that she sent to the mayor that finally got some action. Because then the mayor contacted child protection, who then really had to come clean that they don't have any idea where Harmony is. And then they filed a police report. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did not take her seriously. You're right, JB. No. They just treated no, her and like some crazy, well, you know. They just treated it like it was a custody battle. Mm -hmm. And this happens all the time in these cases. Yeah. Because yeah. there are ridiculous, crazy bullshit that goes on with people yeah. when it's custody issues. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that that's the first place that yeah. they went with it. Mm-hmm. And that sucks, you mm -hmm. know, but the reason that that happens is because people do that shit all the time to each mm -hmm. other after they've divorced. And so it is hard to tell the difference between a true missing yeah. child and just someone being an asshole. Totally. I, and I, I'm not defending totally. the system. I'm only saying having worked in it, mm -hmm. these are the challenges that they're yeah. facing with yeah. stuff like this. Yep. Yep. It's a mess. It is a mess. Yep. Yeah. So this is this is what we know. It's awful. You know, it's awful. Yeah, it is. It's horrible. And we also know that, uh, you know, Harmony's mother, Crystal, has had her own addiction issues and has just recently gotten clean. Right. Kind of returned to herself and finally started asking questions like, where the hell is my daughter? You know? Yeah. I mean, she's not devoid of blame, but she didn't do this, you know? Right. It's just, I mean, she willingly submitted herself to a polygraph. You know, she's been working with the police. Yeah. But anyway, it's a mess. It's awful. So mm -hmm. anyway, we are sure hoping that uh, Harmony is found. The fund for Harmony now for uh, the reward fund is now over $105,000, which is wild. One of the things I've really uh, appreciated about this case is that Brian Enton is all over it. He has yes, traveled he... to 
Manchester. So Brian mm -hmm. Hinton, you guys might recognize that name. He was in Florida on the Florida side of the search for Gabby Petito mm -hmm. and, you know, in that town and spent a lot of time standing outside of the laundry's house uh, reporting there. And then, of course, at the uh, reserve later on. And apparently Brian Enton's uh, mother's family is all from Manchester. So he is there covering this story. And I really appreciate that because he's great. He is. So, We're going to get a lot of good info from him. Yes. So you can find him on Twitter and he's mm -hmm. pretty awesome. So he is, he's a great on one him. to follow. He's already shared a lot of really good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, his, his Twitter is an awesome resource. Mm -hmm. Brian Enton, E-N-T-I-N, -N, if you're wondering, but yeah, go follow him on Twitter if you're not, because he's, not only is he still reporting on the Petito case, you know, now he's all over this one and others, but I just, mm -hmm. I really like him. I appreciate his work a lot. Yeah, I do too. Most definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, we will keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. So, sure. um, do y'all remember the guy that bought the gun for Kyle Rittenhouse? Maybe mm -hmm. do, maybe don't. So when Kyle Rittenhouse was heading to his little, rampage that he has been found not guilty of um he couldn't buy a gun because he was only 17 yeah and so a man named dominic black who also was only 20 at the time mm -hmm. um bought the assault style rifle for kyle rittenhouse mm-hmm so he was charged in November of 2020 with two counts of intentionally giving a dangerous weapon to a person under the age of 18. Those were related to the deaths of Joseph Rosenbaum and Anthony Huber. Mm -hmm. um, oh, he was only 18 when he made, so he's 20 now. Yeah. He was only 18 when he mm -hmm. bought that rifle for Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm -hmm. Dumb, dumb. Never buy a gun for someone else. Never. Ever, ever. So he has been, he has agreed to plead no content contest to mm -hmm. contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which is a non-criminal citation. And that means that he avoids convictions on the two felonies he'd be facing. So he also is facing no consequences yep with this situation well you know who the judge was don't you yeah Kyle Rittenhouse grandpa was grandpa. yeah yeah mm -hmm. oh makes me so mad oh the thing about Kate me too whenever that case, case pops up it makes me so freaking yeah. mad the thing about the Rittenhouse case that really gets to me is that these were extraordinary circumstances that Kyle managed to get off because he had a judge that absolutely made sure it was true, you know, absolutely made it so. And now he's also, you know, created a pathway for this other fool. Mm -hmm. Other people who commit crimes and seem to think they're going to get the Rittenhouse treatment are crazy because they mm -hmm. won't. It's unlikely that they'll get that same treatment. They'll be the ones going down the road. Anybody who seems to think that, uh, you know, we're in this uh, place of law and order now right? <laughs> okay, you can go ahead I, I and get you, people, you know right. and get away with it under these kinds of circumstances you can't because it's illegal right. and that's what i think we're going to see down the road is other people committing crimes like this thinking they'll get the written house treatment but the written house judge is retiring yes, and he's just one guy God. typically you're going to get judges that go mm -mm, we're not having this but it's all so frustrating and it just really, mm -hmm. really hurts my heart for the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse. Right. And because, for their families. Like, yeah, they've just been treated as though they didn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. One slap in the face after another. Yeah. Ridiculous. Totally, totally ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Speaking of ridiculous, Katie, would you like to tell us about the Moab report on the yes. Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie incident in Moab, Utah? Mm -hmm. There has finally been... The big report has finally rolled out and it is, it's interesting. You know, there's definitely some, uh, 
things to be learned and they made I'm going to put a link in the chat room for you guys if you want to go read the whole thing in the interest of time I'm not going to read it the whole thing to you tonight but I am going to tell you a few things that uh came from it so the Moab report said that police categorized the Petito laundry incident as disorderly conduct but it should have been categorized as domestic violence and followed up on appropriately. They said that there are many what ifs that uh, have presented itself as part of the investigation. The primary one being, would Gabby be alive today if the case was handled differently? And that that's an impossible question to answer now. Well, yeah, it, well, is. it is, but still, but we still would like to know, you know. Uh, the Moab report said the officers did not know what they were doing. The officers did not know that what they were doing was wrong at the time and did not make the decision to benefit themselves in any way. They both believed at the time they were making the right decision based on the totality of the circumstances that were presented. So in other words, they were trying to be the good guys, but they flubbed this up. Uh, they recommend. They, they just failed to acknowledge the seriousness of the situation. Yeah. Uh, the Moab report recommends that both officers involved in this incident be placed on probation, receive domestic violence training and legal and other training in order to do their jobs more effectively in the future. Uh, one thing in the report that's of concern is that Brian Laundry was set up with a hotel room, but they were provided no resources uh, to help victims of domestic violence because they didn't look at it as domestic violence. Well, they looked at him as the victim. Mm -hmm. Another but part only of sorta because they, if he was mm -hmm. truly a victim, they should have provided him with resources, and they didn't. Right, and that's one of the problems because they didn't provide him with resources, and they didn't arrest Gabby. Right, and they could have. If they really saw him as truly the victim, they could have arrested Gabby, but they didn't. And if they had arrested Gabby, which I think it was bullshit, but even if they had, mm -hmm. would she be alive today? I mean, would it, he have just taken question. off without her? And she would have, you know, her parents would have bailed her out and brought her back home and she would have lived. Yeah. And I know we don't know that for sure. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. my God, you know, sometimes these situations are way more serious than they're being taken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Moab report says the lack of emotion and fear from Brian may point towards someone who is the predominant aggressor, but as previously mentioned, Gabby's statement to law enforcement makes it extremely difficult, if not impossible, to substantiate a charge against Brian as it relates to this. Maybe not, but it also, but it, it was a red flag as to what was really going on here. Right. Yeah. And and yeah. even if they had at least really legitimately looked at this as a domestic violence situation, regardless of who was the aggressor, and mm -hmm. got some assistance in there or jailed Gabby, mm -hmm. oh my God, this could have yeah. ended so much differently. Yeah. Essentially, they're saying it, it wasn't handled correctly. Moab officers did not enforce the law, but they didn't do it maliciously. They just truly didn't know that what they were doing was incorrect. Right. Uh, there's also a quote from Officer Pratt. He says, I'm desperately fucked up over the fact that she got killed. I really am. I would have done anything to stop it if I would have known that was coming. Right. Of and of course, would. of course, you would. of course they would have. But if they yeah. had truly separated them, if they had mm -hmm. truly gotten some assistance to them, it, maybe it would have changed the outcome and maybe it wouldn't have. And it's not their fault. They didn't mm -hmm. kill her. No. But still... But still, he wished that uh, we could have had maybe a little better, a, a job better done. Yeah. Yes. And like Joy says, and it's true, Joy, that reactive abuse is hard to recognize outside of greater yeah. context. So, yeah, in the moment, you don't mm -hmm. know, you know, if it is reactive or if it is, you know, what it is. The thing that just struck me, though, about the video of this is that Gabby cries the entire time. Yeah. She cannot control her tears. She cannot stop crying. And Brian stands there and just bullshits with the cops. Yep. Like, they didn't see, like, there's something going on here. Why is well, she this upset? 
you know? Continually talks to the police about her more in an authoritative state, like he's a parent, you know? Yeah. That really bothered me. It, it, yeah. it was very much the way that men, you know, get other men in on the, oh, she's just crazy. It, it was yeah. the crazy making bullshit. It really was. Mm-hmm. And that has bothered me since the first time I watched it, that it if they had just stepped back and looked at their behavior, they might have seen a little bit different picture of yeah. this situation. Yeah, It's just we'll really sad in. that it ended up this way. It is really sad. Yep. So we were hoping that there would be more released in the murders in Moab, but that has not happened yet. But there is a bigger spotlight on that case now, thanks to the Petito case. So we're still holding up some hope that there's going to be something come from those murders. Well, now these same police (laughs) that have had their asses kicked over the Gabby Mm -hmm. Petito thing are also trying to solve that case. So although I think the FBI is known, is also. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, definitely. And you're right, Joy. Women are way more intuitive on the subject, and men mm-hmm. would not have thought to step back and look at their behavior had mm-hmm. they, unless they'd had some better training. Because I've been a domestic right. violence trainer for police. I've done it, you know, I did it for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. um, with some training, yeah, you know, to read the picture, step back and look at the bigger mm-hmm. picture here, they can learn to do it. Well, but, remember that there was a female officer there. She was actually from the parks park department, I believe. Right. From Arches. And yeah. she did sit in a vehicle with Cabby uh, and tell her that it appeared to her that she was in a really toxic relationship and that she really needed to consider if this was really the right thing for her and told her that she'd been in domestic violence in the past. She knew what she was looking at. She, she knew. Did. Yeah. She didn't but have she the didn't same have authority. Any, she had no authority. Yeah. She was just assisting. She had no authority to make any kind of decision, but she did say that to Gabby. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And that that is interesting, Jennifer, because it's true that Stan is code for send the authorities now mm-hmm. but it was also her grandfather's actual name mm-hmm. which was an indication that it might have just been brian sending that text mm-hmm. that was him. really confusing that but was. yeah that's true because she did send a text to her mom about stan and yes stan does mean send the authorities now i know but only that's... if she had actually arranged that with her mom prior yeah you know if her mom actually knew what that meant yeah Ugh. Frustrating. Yeah. Well, in other strange and frustrating news, <laughs> We're Billy tonight. Aren't yeah. we though? Billy Shamirmir. You may remember Billy oh, Shamirmir. Um, he ha- he was charged in the deaths of 18 elderly women in yeah. Dallas and Collin counties in Texas. Well, no, he was only charged in the death of one. Well, right. He's been in Suspected of, I guess, is the better mm-hmm. word. But yeah. he was on trial for uh, the murder of Lou Harris, who is believed to be his final victim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the jury deadlocked, and um, the judge ordered a mistrial, and that was in November. Yeah. So he, they are retrying. They are committed to retrying. I really mm-hmm. hope they have some better evidence this time, because... Frankly, I think it's 100% the prosecution's fault that it deadlocked in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but the prosecutor retrial, was not great. No. The prosecutor was not great at all. Well, and where is some solid forensic evidence? It's so much circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. It's just really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But April 25th, okay. that case is going to be retried. So they are committed. Mm-hmm. to um you know holding him accountable they're, they're mm-hmm. trying what they're trying to do because there are 18 to 24 victims in this case what the whole plan has been all along is to just get him a life sentence and not try to charge him on all the other ones because they don't have any freaking evidence you guys nope. they because have because as these very old ladies were dying in this retirement home they just were writing it off as being, uh, you know, natural causes, uh, particularly because he was smothering them. And right. so they 
little old ladies were laying down on their beds and not getting back up and they were just writing it off as natural causes even though their families were reporting to the nursing home when their loved ones were dying that their jewelry was all stolen right and yet the how it all fell through the cracks a lot of it was the retirement home that was kind of sweeping it under the rug uh, Shamir Mir was coming in or accused Shamir Mir was coming into the nursing home pretending to be or the retirement home pretending to be a maintenance worker yeah and they have there's a lot of problems because the retirement home didn't have cameras that were working they had built themselves the most secure place in town well the most secure place in town was letting anybody in the front door did not have working cameras in the hallways and had people dying right and left and having all of their jewelry and expensive stuff stolen and they weren't reporting that to the police and digging deeper yeah it's crazy and they're if you wonder if they're getting the shit suit out of them they are oh my gosh they're they're going to be in such a deep hole they'll never get out yeah. but the but the last victim Lou Harris um, the police arrived at where he was, where he killed. Well, no, they arrived at his apartment right mm-hmm. after he arrived from killing her. And he mm-hmm. threw her jewelry box in the trash. It had her name on it mm-hmm. at his apartment. So they have that physical mm-hmm. evidence. Yeah. And, and they had that crime scene. Like. Mm-hmm. He actually, and she was not in a retirement community. No. She was just a sweet little lady that he targeted that he saw at walmart yeah and followed Followed her home followed Um, her home so his attorneys argued that the jewelry box uh that he had bought it from some man on the street and he had no idea that it was used in any kind of a crime he just thought it was cool and bought it that's basically what they said and the police or, or the prosecutor didn't seem to have much to counter that argument but he threw it away for one mm-hmm they or also two, had... where's the guy he bought it from? Let's see right. that guy. Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He's a man on the street. Hello. Right. Uh, they also, uh, they did come up with a fence, somebody that he'd been fencing all the jewelry through. Right. Who had said that Shamir Mir had sold him over $100,000 in jewelry in the past four years. Yeah. Which uh, should stand for something. Something. But they just you they think at least a great job. At least the victims' families could be identifying some jewelry. Maybe there's something out there. Right. Uh, well, fingerprints. No, he wore gloves. I mean, he's mm-hmm. forensically very aware. Mm-hmm. And you know, the the other thing that they have on him is they have a woman who Mary, who she's passed away now, mm-hmm. but she's the only victim who survived. Yes. And they do have her deposition on video. Because he was, um, she was very elderly and, and she woke up, she, mm-hmm. her friends came and found her and revived her Yeah, and she, you know, she had a lot to say, but mm-hmm. you know, it was way after the fact too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She was the star witness. She was. Her deposition was, even though she mm-hmm. has passed. Yep. So yep. we shall see on that. But it's very yeah. frustrating, you know. It, it was lazy. It was like they just thought they had a slam dunk. They didn't try very hard. They didn't bring very many witnesses in or provide very much evidence, really. The no. whole thing was open and shut in about a week. And yep. a little less than a week, actually. And it so, was yeah, real fast. hopefully this is their wake-up call that they better show up with more evidence than more. what they did. Yeah. Well, there really was no evidence... Placing him in Lou Harris's apartment, killing her. They didn't have anything. They yeah. only had the jewelry box. Like, mm-hmm. can they place him there? You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's a very mm-hmm. fr- frustrating one. Um, but they, you know, definitely don't want him back out on the street because he's clearly a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And, but the only charges he'd had before that were, I think, like DUI. He didn't have a lot. No, he's been very good at getting away with this for a long time. Let's see. No cameras at the apartment? No. 
No, they don't. They have cameras of him stalking her at Walmart. Yep, following. They have her. film of him following her around at Walmart uh, and parking lot cameras of her getting in her car and him getting in his and following her out of the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So they do have that, but you know, again, that's circumstantial. They have so much circumstantial evidence and no physical evidence, or they do and they didn't use it, or they rushed this. I don't know, but it couldn't have been rushed because. He has sat in prison for almost two years before he was charged, before he was tried mm -hmm. because of COVID. So, yep. Lazy. Craziness. It was lazy. Very lazy. Yeah. And speaking of people that have not served enough time for their crimes, would you like to tell us about Robert Durst? Ugh. Yeah. Robert F. Durst. My mm -hmm. God. Right. You know, okay. So you guys might remember we've reported on Robert Durst before. He was very elderly, and was finally convicted of murder this fall for killing his best friend. He was 78 uh, when he was finally convicted. He's been a suspected killer for a long time, yep. and they haven't been able to quite prove what he did. Well, this fool went ahead and died, so he actually only did a very short amount of time in prison. Like two years or something. Yeah. Well, and he was charged with the death of his wife, but he'd not been uh, tried for it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That little shit yeah. had got away with most of it. That's what I'm saying. He really did. Well, and here's the thing. They apparently, I'm trying to get clear on this. There is a law in California. There was an appeal filed on his conviction. Get this. Under California law, a conviction is vacated if a defense dies while the case is under appeal. What? Yeah. If the defendant dies while it's under appeal? Mm-hmm. He was already convicted, like... No, well, not anymore. Oh, for hell's sakes. Thanks to dying, he is now not convicted of killing he's, his best friend. He's known as the Jinx, and there is a, there mm -hmm. is a really bizarre... A documentary called The Jinx about him. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know. This dude's been lucky his whole life somehow. Weird. Likely killed Weird at least two people. Guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hid out in an apartment building for a few years by dressing up as a woman. That's right. And the landlord thought he was a woman. There was only one person who knew he wasn't, and that was a neighbor. And guess uh, guess who died under suspicious circumstances? That guy. Yeah. 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 They authorities really think there are quite a few deaths around Robert. There are. That he is responsible for. They yeah. just haven't ever been able to fully prove it. Mm -mm. But then when they but caught he, him, wasn't it because he he stole a chicken sandwich from a grocery store when they finally caught yeah. him? Yeah. Like, yeah. he just was bizarre, you guys. Yeah. Bizarre. But now yeah. he's up and died. So. Yeah. Right, yeah. Tracy? Uh, can I please ask, if someone dies on Earth, does their soul pay? <laughs> <laughs> does right? it? What, what kind of karma? I'm going to think there's something. Yeah. I, I can't believe that he snuck out the back door. I can. He's been doing it his whole freaking <laughs> life. It's true. What in the hell? It's true. They're saying he died of natural causes uh, at the hospital next door to the jail or to the prison. He was 78. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm Good God. <laughs> I just could not believe it when I saw that. Yeah. Oh, finally a little justice for his friend and, and maybe eventually for his wife, but mm -hmm. nope. Not really. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Man, I bet those pearly great gates aren't looking very pearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean. How warm is it where you are, Robert? On yes. a scale of one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, again, that really sucks for her family. But on a technicality now, he's no longer convicted of that murder. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. What? 
I, I mean, mean, even it matter, Ed, this dude is lucky as hell. Mm-hmm. Well, I, okay, so the New York Post, was it the New York Post or the New York Times? I think it was the New York Times posted this, right? And the uh, the article about it was, let me get this right, real estate scion and person who committed murder or some stupid thing like that, mm-hmm. Robert Durst dies at 78. Yeah. Real estate scion mm-hmm. and person commit convicted of murder. Yeah. What? We're using his, um, <laughs> yeah, like, really? He doesn't get accolades for his accomplishments anymore. He's a convicted murderer. Like, yeah, I was yeah. pissed. Like, no. Talk about yeah. white privilege. My God. Mm-hmm. Why would you say that about him? Yeah. Convicted murderer and suspected of other murders, Robert Durst. You know, right. let's be let's be honest about who this guy was. So yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Cranky. <laughs> Seems legit, Cranky. You're right, Alexis. He was pretending to be a deaf mute woman. That's right, Alexis. Yep. Yep. Watch the jinx. I'm serious. If you have not watched it, you should watch it because this dude, I don't even know. I don't even know what to call it. Crazy. 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 Yes. Yeah. Cranky said maybe he will come back as a fly on a pile of shit. Well, we can hope. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Red girl, you got it. Murderous old fool escapes justice by dying like a bitch. There you go. <laughs> Red girl, thank you. That is a much, much better headline mm-hmm. than what they were using. There. I was like, Fixed it for real you. estate scion. Oh my God. Idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> escapes justice by dying like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, he died without without saying where he buried his wife. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Much better. <sighs> Thank you, Red Girl. We needed that rewritten. It's true. We should do a whole show sometime on ridiculous headlines about crime. Mm-hmm. Have you... Oh. There's a comedy bit by John Mulaney. If you guys know John Mulaney. Uh, he's very funny and lately he's been kind of a pig in the news, but generally funny guy. And he was talking about, I think the New York uh, post actually, and their headlines that, uh, if a woman is killed, it will always be something like beauty slain, whether Mm -hmm. she was a beauty or not. (laughs) That's true. And if a child dies, they will always be called angel. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and like he had a whole classification that was actually pretty funny about uh, you know, the headlines and how they uh, read. It was very true, but it was yeah, anyway, kind of funny. Well, our local East Idaho news um that we've talked about on here quite a lot. Oh, that's right. Tot or Angel. That's Tot right. Tot or Angel. Yes. Uh one time they had a headline that said um basketball coach arrested for lesbian relationship with student and i went right at them and said lesbian relationship that's child sexual abuse what are you doing you know and uh, they changed the headline (laughs) because it was like um no don't be dragging us innocent lesbians into this what the hell are you you know (laughs) that person's a sexual predator not a lesbian get it get it straight here yeah yeah that's done a lot, though. That one. Is, yes, it is. It is, and any time I see it, man, I go right after it because it's crap. Mm-hmm. Well, it's or crap. inappropriate relationship or underage relationship rather than mm-hmm. rape. Yes. Yes. Underage woman. Underage yes. woman. Underage woman rather than child well, who was That raped. doesn't exist. That means a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also an issue in L.A. I don't know if you heard about this, but two Mm. LAPD officers have been fired. Oh, great. What did they do? Well, they had a robbery call that they should have been out on. And they didn't get there in time. They were a little bit busy playing Pokemon Go. 
Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, they now have a lot of time to play Pokemon Go. They were playing Pokemon Go on the clock? Indeed. Oh, my hell. Yeah. You know, I really get the impression that they'll let just about anybody be a cop. Uh, it drives me nuts. This is one of my big soapbox moments. Mm-hmm. But I think that all police officers should have to have a bachelor's degree in a human service field. Yeah. You need to, you know, whether it's criminal justice or and social they work. they better. Yeah, they need to have a degree. Garbage. Yeah, they need to have a degree and get paid better Mm -hmm. so that they are trained, so that they understand Mm -hmm. society. They know what they're going into, not just post training, not just, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's my big soapbox moment because it's, you know, there are some police officers with degrees, but they don't all have degrees. Like most of them don't have degrees. And they should. They They should should have to have. There should be a pathway to get there as well. There is a way to solve this. Oh, there totally is. And it's education. It's education. It's money. Mm -hmm. It's throwing more money at the police department in a useful way. Requiring education. Helping pay for education. Yeah, with school debt paid off for service. Definitely, Joy. Well, and less money for, you know, tanks and cats that rip out walls and all that shit. And a lot more money on how to deal with people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, also in Idaho, in very ironic news, uh, there's a little community uh, not far from here called yeah. Perth. Yeah. And the Perth had a devastating fire uh, yesterday. They did. That completely destroyed a building. Yeah. And you would hope that the fire department would be able to get there and put the fire out. The problem is the fire was at the fire department. Yeah. Uh, the first fire uh, house has burned to the ground with all of their stuff inside. Yeah. How ironic, weird, and sad is that? Very sad. And it was an electrical problem in one of the trucks that started the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was an accident that came from an, uh, some kind of electrical thingy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, how often do you hear of a fire station burning down with its fire truck inside? Yeah. So yeah, it's like a total loss of their trucks. Yeah. Two trucks and a tanker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really sad. Mm-hmm. It's an old, old, old building. Um, mm-hmm. And did they not pay the water bill? Right. 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 I guess they I actually used the, they used the burning trucks to put the fire out. Yeah. It's when the Shelley Fire Department came, which is another little town near them, they mm-hmm. used, like, that tanker truck to... Mm-hmm. Uh, Put the fire out, but yeah, but yeah, it was it's terrible. Yeah, terrible situation. Really sad. Yeah, it is. But I can't get over the irony of the firehouse burning down. I know. I'm sure that the police, that the fire people that work there are like, oh my god, please, no one ever talk about this ever again. And that's why we're talking about it right here <laughs> to our hundreds of followers, <laughs> thousands of followers, whatever. Look at us. <laughs> No, it must have been really terrible for them, for sure. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure that it was. Well, it is I mean, a, we're talking about an itty-bitty community, like a couple of tiny, people. Tiny, tiny little town. Yeah, yeah, so there's probably only, I don't know how many firemen they have there, but I doubt it's Not more than a many. few. Just, just and most of them are probably volunteers. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's been a weird week, you guys. It's been a weird week. It has been a weird week, and now you know what's about to happen. Mm. Mercury's fixing to go retrograde, so... Well, God damn it. Hold on to your business, because it's going to get crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah. With a volunteer fire department, most of the little tiny communities around us do just have a volunteer fire department. Yeah. yeah, with like a fire chief and maybe one or two people that actually work at the fire station and then mm-hmm. everybody else. Are just locals yeah. that have been trained to some degree. Yeah. 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 Brace yourselves. Mercury could get weird. I'm hoping not. The last Mercury in retrograde really was hoping not. not that great, but I'm hoping it's not always bad. It's not always bad, you know, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm not trusting much these days, you know. What's right. coming? More murder hornets? I don't know. 
It's too cold. Let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. Murder hornets that can survive in the cold. That's what's no. no, Oh, no, no, no. Not good. Yes. All right. Well, you guys, that is the update for the week. Yeah. We will be back tomorrow, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain for the Psychic Hour. And that, of course, is also a live stream here on YouTube and on Facebook Mm -hmm. and will be available after the fact on our podcast live stream, you know, our podcast streams and everywhere else. Yep. Uh, Do you know what we're doing tomorrow? It's your turn. No, I was thinking about it tonight. I need to get a plan together. Any requests, actually? Oh, there was also, there is a huge comet next week. It's like something like 12 football fields wide. Yeah. That's going to buzz Earth next week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, though, there was one thing I wanted to mention really quickly. Oh. And I'm not going to get to it. Somebody said that they got home with their dog from the emergency vet. It was Corin. Oh, it was Corin. Mm-hmm. They got home from the vet with their dog, uh, Hermes. He's not feeling well and would appreciate some good vibes. So everybody send a little love Hermes way and Corin's both. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And any requests for the psychic hour? Uh, well, I'm looking. Whatever you guys are wanting to do, we'll do it. So there comment. Let us know. An animal communication show? Well, maybe we should. We could. Sure. Why Let's not? do it. Okay. Let's do it. We haven't done that well, in a while or maybe ever. Yeah. I'm a in. plan has been made. There you go. Way to go, Red Girl. All right, y'all. <laughs> you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thank you for being here. Take care. <laughs>